This man, your horror host here, brings you some Hammer Horror films that may make you scream in the night or make you wet the bed. At least have a fright. Quatermass and the Pit. Bernard Quatermass was a character created by Nigel Carini for the BBC in the 1950s, who was featured not only on TV, but in a series of films produced by Hammer, beginning in 1955, with a experiment. This begat a follow-up a couple years later. Both films starred a poorly cast American, Brian Dolevy, as Quatermass. After these two black and white efforts failed to take off, Hammer delayed producing another Quatermass film until 1967, when it could both apply Technicolor and a better actor nor suited to the role. Bearded and tweeted, Andrew Carr, who lent a professional grumpiness to the part, nodding at Quatermass in a pit. Five million years to Earth for the American market was given a hammer supernatural horror treatment as well. The story of the mysterious and apparently dangerous haunted projectile discovered during construction of the London Underground is first assumed to be an exploded German bomb left over from World War Two, which turns out to be a spaceship from Mars, replant with modified Martian corpses and fossils of eight men in like the grasshopper Martians were experimenting on. It's more pure ghost and horror and horror story and science fiction, my friends. Of the ancient Martian plot to transfer the survival of their civilization to genetically engineered apes, later to evolve into humanity, mixed with heroic legends of demons, ghosts, and devils and goblins. Indeed, the haunted village of the Martians is discovered to be rooted in our race memory of a classic devil, and while things end up in the terrifying bringing of electricity and kinetic energy. It is one of the favourite horror films. I know the next one is not considered a horror film to you, my children, but it's still very scary, my children. The Hounds of the Buskervilles. But look again at this film. When Hammer get hold of the most famous Sherlock Holmes story ever, it becomes very much a horror yarn. In fact, it ranks as one of the best hound films ever made. Peter Cushing turns an eloquent twist as a great detective, and Andrew Morley as superb dead on Watson 
Christopher is along for more delight as a haunted and hunted. Sir Harry Baskerville, heir to the titles and lands of the cousin Baskerville family. It's always a thrill to watch Lee and Grosjean team up. No one, don't, this one does not disappoint. Scream of fear. From a time in the early to the mid-sixties, horror, horror produced a series of psychological thrillers in a mini Hitchcock vein, and this twisting, turning, nothing, what it seems shocker, is is never forgotten for the scene of an old man's corpse glimpse floating at the bottom of a wee soap pool. The scene is scary. Pretty Susan Strandsburg stars as a wheelchair baroness who comes to her family court de village to suspicions that her grand stepmother and village daughter have been murdered by her father are plotting to drive her insane. This is vital relief, ride of turning shocks of surprise, ending and delivers and delivers well, creepy, moody, and sprinkled with scares. Everyone I is watch this finds it scary. Horror of Dracula one of my most favourite characters This is has a signature Hammer cinematic dramatic score with excellent pace and timing editing of Terence Fisher. This made Hammer's name on both sides of the Atlantic and begat a series of Dracula sequels. Not to mention to launch in the career of Cushing and Lee as horror stars its dream. Epicy pace, it plays as much as more with the original Bram Stoker story as the Universal Luke Royals Virgin did. But where the Universal Classic was spooky and creepy, and the Goosey's vampire a merely menacing, translating undead, a horror film is bloody, frightening, tense bumper, and leaves. Dracula, a deadly, horrifying, evil killer, with his bloodshot eyes, blood-stained lips, and demonic stare. This makes Dracula more violent and makes us forget the prior interpretations.
curse of Frankenstein. There's something new and keenly exciting about Christopher Lee's Dracula. There's even something more missing. Hammer's House Frankenstein. Frankenstein film without remembering James Rowe original. The Bride of Frankenstein. Or the Son of Frankenstein. Perhaps Carlos for once. Lee could not measure up to no matter his physical height. Perhaps that's the way Hammer's Frankenstein has never seen the grass, the pathos, and tragedy of the monster, let alone its creator. Here too, the Hammer falters. Because, as Dennis Quilford pointed out in his unparalleled study of horror, horror film, a potential guide of horror movies, Hammer made a mistake of making Dr. Frankenstein in a continuing element of the films and not the monster. Cushing played Frankenstein in all but one. His Dr. Frankenstein is simply evil, mad doctor. There are very few redeeming qualities, my children. In each film, he creates a new monster that serves to pull us away for sense of the original creation of the story. Frankenstein. It's interesting how it chooses to focus on the failed humanity of Dr. Frankenstein himself. Told in flashback, we're never quite sure what we're seeing or really happened, or merely that Frankenstein has dreamed or imagined it in his case. The reptile. This is a, a curation. The daughter of a former ministry to the Punjab had been cursed because of his misdeeds to directly transform into a humanoid poisonous reptile. Her bite, of course, is fatal to anyone who comes close. The resultant rabies like this is a hearty sight to behold. This film is, it seems like a bizarre and twisted bad dream. A plague of the non-zombies. A plague ain't eating your brains or devouring your flesh. They don't sight more medicine than they are and they somewhat neutral zombies of the thirties and forties. We are, we have more prompt than monster, even great turns of the Gaulish like wild zombie. Great use of colour, mood and tone, great direction and editing and great makeup, plus some marvellous surreal dreams it
Dracula, Prince of Darkness. The one that gave me nightmares as a child. I remembered for years. It's a brutal film in ways. It is a nice touch of direction of human Dracula's human serpent and protector, Kurloff, played by Philip Lentham. In a wonderfully understatement but menacing manner, it also features a beautiful Barbara Shelley as Dracula's first female victim. The high point is the brutal slaughter-like sacrifice of Charles Chamberlain's character so that his blood would construct to drive Dustly back to the land of the living undead. Curse of the werewolves. This stars Oliver Reed, who portrays an even more tragic, tragic werewolf figure than his dome. He is the result of a tragedy which a cool nobleman first locked up and tortured a humble beggar driving the beggar insane, and then the servant girl flung into the beggar's cell because she rejected the nobleman's advance. There the hapless girl is raped, and the resulting child is cursed of blue. The canopathy. A make-up of Reed's wonderful may appear. A trifle silly at times, but that does not matter. For it's the story itself of Reed's performance that carries this film. Bride of Dracula. But Dracula is not in this film. Dracula is mentioned, but having been destroyed, the film has those are carrying on his name. A loathsome disease he had let loose upon the world. His edging over the top performances of David Peel as a kind of metrosexual vampire retains some real menace in his clipped voice and manner. His truly over the top performance of Freddie Jackson, Freddie Jackson's a cutter, Barryman's as insane, protecting servant, but more than anything. It's a superbly stylish visual imagery which makes the film look exactly the way a gothic technicolor horror film should look from start to finish. This film should be watched on a slightly grey autumn Saturday with the leaves rusting in a mesolating breeze and threatening the hush to a vaguely after Evil afternoon. This film portrays Peter Cushing 
as a character. Not the. Never mind, this film betrays Hammer continuity out the window. Van Hilton again betrayed by Vita Cushion. Stated in the horror of Dracula that vampires do not menace that turn into bats. But in this film they do. Never mind, at times it makes little sense. Characters seem to do never seen again in a vampire prize have no more no move to stop Bancousin from killing himself once ministers are bitten to enslave him. It does not matter. This film is such a ghoulish visual treat. You don't care. You choke full of memorable images. The first few new brides awakening from the soil, and the wacky getter's help. A fight between Monster and Van Hazing in the castle. Van Hazing's heroic career of the bite inflicted on him. A palate's falling supernaturally from a coffin, and much, much more. And the line, Mother, come here. A Phantom of the Opera is one of those films made famous. It is a story of Hubert Long, tortured Professor Pitti, and the performance of Lou turns into, for, in for the character. Again, this flies in the face of somewhat of the original level. Poe's phantom died to only save the day, but we got to see the usual lush treatment of the classic story with the horror edges. Nightmare! A story of a teenage girl who witnessed her insane mother kill her father years ago earlier and is now in suffering, suffering, recurring nightmares about the event. Released from school, she returns home to her guardian, nurse and servants. But her nightmare becomes more and more realistic and vivid. Terrifying, centering on a woman she's never seen before. You soon find out the girl's guardian is a mistress of taking advantage of all this. The former diabolical pilot to get rid of the guardian's wife. The story goes twisting and turning from there. Good spooky suspense and some very creepy scenes. And a mummy, another hammer that revives an old universal classic. This sees Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee as 
a very tall and very mouldy Egyptian, Callias. Callias was condemned to have his tongue cut out and entombed in a living death for attempting to relieve using the soul of life. His morbid love, the Princess Anorak, who so happens is the spitting image of the wife of evil jobless alcoholist Cushing, when Cushing and his father and uncle come a holding an idiot to look Amorak tomb, they they rose the air of Amorak Bay, a faithful follower of the long dead religion of the god Cadillac. Bay derived society use his accidental revived colours to take revenge on those who desecrated the tomb and soon pitiful cushion and family are marked for death. In truth, his part was linked with the later original mummy films. It is scary too. I hope you watch these films and do not get a fright. For I love you, the hammer horrors tonight. And if you say, I will play for you my song for my friend. Hammer, 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 